Hi everybody. Hi. Um, we are back. <laughs> I'm with Liza, as you can hear. Welcome to another episode of the Lolita Living. Um, thank you for choosing me, and thank you for choosing us. <laughs> <laughs> Today we also start uh, a six episode series <laughs> about healing. Um, we want to keep you guys interested so we will not take long <laughs> just to keep you guys wondering and have all those beautiful questions that you can send us yes. comments and the likes so we, we really appreciate those thank you so much so healing Yay. <laughs> we spoke about healing um, I think two months into your spiritual therapy I had asked you what are you hoping for Mm. and um, your answer was quite beautiful because it resonated with exactly how you envisioned your healing and it also emphasized how you were excited about your healing mm. I remember even your daily mantra yeah. <laughs> about your healing you know so um, the most interesting question that I'm going to throw at you now questions <laughs> <laughs> is where are you with regards to your healing and what is healing to you okay that's an interesting question you yeah. think it is um it. where i am in my healing um let maybe let's start with making our listeners understand oh, what, what healing is meant to you to me healing is Healing is to help your body and like understanding yourself okay. and knowing what hurts you okay. and what like triggers you. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what healing is for me. And then understanding where the pain comes from. Okay. That that's the true essence of healing for me. Okay. So where I'm at in my healing right now is you're getting emotional <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting close it's okay. to the end it's a safe space Usa. we've got tissue there <laughs> <laughs> yes um it i'm close to the end in my healing um spiritual healing okay. if that um yeah it is emotional <laughs> i wouldn't even lie i want to cry you, then you cry <laughs> safe space you cry you you know you know you know what gogo always says what does gogo always say about tears crying is strength so i love that um yeah no i'm close to the end and it's, it's in what sense what do you mean? I don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. The... No, let me understand. Okay. Close to the end of your healing? How are you close to the end? I've come to realize who I am. And who are you? I'm Lisa. I'm a beast. <laughs> I'm a lion. Um, yeah, I am a very quirky, bubbly person. Okay that loves people mm -hmm. but will not take people's nonsense mm -hmm. i've come to realize that now mm -hmm. I, like you can be my friend i love friends but i won't take your nonsense okay um can lisa 
also not take Lisa's nonsense because I think Lisa is full of nonsense yes. sometimes. Sometimes Lisa is full of nonsense. Okay. I can't believe I'm referring to myself as in the third person. <laughs> you, need to, you need to, to identify what is going on. Yes. You need to have an out-of-body experience so that you can actually come to a realization that I also am the problem. Yes, no. I kid you not. <laughs> I am, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm also now the problem. I am a problem. And admitting that you are the problem does what? It heals you. And it, it acknowledges that I am acknowledging that I am the problem. And I, have, I am trying to move past being the problem. Mm. And I'm going back into finding the higher self that recognizes the problem and deroots the problem. Yes. Yeah. I do have lots of problems. I am a problem. Like the flesh is a problem. Okay. It's. I've come to realize that now. Okay. That I've always been that person that points the blame at everyone else, but okay. never understood that I also did a lot of things that okay. are problems. Mm-hmm. And I need to, I've come to realize that now. And I'm now trying to ungroup those problems so that I can be a so better person. So you're taking person. responsibility. Yes, of I am. Your, of, your, of the actions you now wanted and found um, 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 pleasure in shifting. Yes. And giving people like, no, you know what? I have a lot of problems. Can we all share? You know, but now you need to also understand that there's 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 beauty in sharing problems. Mm. But, but in a good way. Yes. That's what I'm trying to get at in a good way. Because when you when you're sitting with an issue that you feel that it's burdensome, if you share it with people who care about you genuinely, mm. what do they do? They help you lift that burden off, off of you. Yes. Yeah. But now Make me understand and our listeners what you feel that you were sharing your negative responsibility with people. Being negligent. Safe space. Yes, being negligent, um, being irresponsible in so many things. If it comes to a phone or alcohol, everything that I could get my hands on, I got addicted to it. And... I started sharing it with people that didn't care for me and mm-hmm. just brought more problems onto my problem. So I started hanging around wrong people. And so it's like a cancer. Yes. So that tumor mm-hmm. that I had initially that was small and could be cured, mm-hmm. it built, it grew. And now my whole body is infected with the cancer. Was. Was infected with the cancer, yes. <laughs> I needed to correct that. <laughs> Quickly, <laughs> child. But yes, um, I started hanging around the people and they, they'd be, they do the same thing. So it was a thing of, you know what, I'm sharing it with them. Okay. What they want to do with it, they'll do with it. And it just, it made me become more and more of a burden to people that actually cared for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's it. <laughs> so, that's healing for you. Mm. Okay, that's quite interesting. I agree with you, V. You are um, not necessarily towards the end of your mm. um, healing. I think, for me, how I would explain it, it is the inception of your spiritual healing. Mm. I th- um, maybe the... The, a rap, a first call rap yeah. to 
your spiritual therapy, which is another beautiful, you know, journey that you had to go through. Mm. And it's probably the genesis of your spiritual healing. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, healing never ends. I I wanted to say that as well. Like, once I said it, I was like, no, but healing never ends. It never You'll always have problems that you have to fix. Mm, and mm. that's Then healing. why didn't you say that? I don't know. It just, like, I wanted to and I was like, nah, it's not important. <laughs> that, that is the very reason um, why you always make mistakes. Yeah. Because your higher self is so brilliant. My goodness. <laughs> Ooh, girl. <laughs> when I think about it, I just get shivers. <laughs> you always are interjecting what your higher self wants, wants to, to say. Yeah, it's to do. Because it does as well, beautiful so. But then, then there's Lisa. The problem. No, <laughs> don't say that. The old problem. <laughs> Let me say it like don't that. Don't say that because if you keep on fueling it, it means now you're becoming comfortable in the problem. True. Yeah, so I wouldn't say Lisa the problem. I would say Lisa the person who's trying to fix everything that is to do with herself. True. And it's okay. I think your experience and how you have experience, which is your personal, you know, experience of your healing, it'll ins- inspire somebody to aspire to be in a better place mm. within their mental space, financial space, True. social space, and and and. True. You know, so I'm I'm so glad you have an understanding what healing is to you, mm. because for me as Inyanga, a healer. Healing is a lot of things. Healing is allowing somebody to feel love they didn't think they are deserving of. Healing is understanding that somebody can feel extremely happy. You wake up in the most beautiful mood. Then 30 seconds later, you cry like somebody stabbed you in the eye. Yes. <laughs> you know? That emotional yes, the fluctuation. Yeah. So being somebody who has healed... And who is able to also now heal. Healing has many languages. Healing is love. Healing is support. I'm going to give you the ropes and then you maybe give us your worst experience in healing. Worst experience in healing. Um, It's too, it's the difficulty. Yeah. If that's a word. <laughs> um, it's the difficult part of unlearning. It's the unlearning part that's very difficult and the worst experience. Because for me, I, I used to be like a person that was in full control. So now unlearning those manipulative um, behaviors and the lying and all the bad stuff, it was... A part of me that I didn't want to let go and th- that that's hard like if imagine you've been living your whole life mm. lying mm. being manipulative mm. and now you have to unlearn that it's kind of hard as a person to to like okay one day you're fine and then the next day you have to unlearn those good things what well, not good things, those <laughs> bad goodness. things that you thought were oh, good. Okay. That that that's the difficult part okay. in healing. Because you me. didn't you never understood that those things were wrong up until yes. somebody called you out and mm. said no. 
that's not how you live. It's, that's not yeah. I I understand where you're coming from, because it goes back to one of our episodes where we said um, unlearning the bad behaviors when you're trying to walk back to yourself. Mm-hmm. The beauty there is having to identify what made you so. Mm. And sometimes being so, it isn't necessarily having a wound and seeing it bleed. Mm. People bleed in the most uncomfortable ways. <laughs> I mean, in so many ways. And some of those are emotional. Mm. There's a saying um, that says emotional scars run deeper than physical scars. Truly. By somebody wise. And for me, that saying or quote makes makes me so emotional actually (laughs) because it's as a society as society deems it people do not recognize people who are mentally unstable because they can't see how you feel true they only recognize pain that is on the physical they only relate to a pain when you bleed Mm. that's for them what they see that now they need help yes but if you say listen i need help I've got anxiety. Yes. Like, no, man. What do you mean? Anxiety. And especially when you're in a black community. Yeah, that's the worst. Where they're like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, Anxiety is for white people. Go away. I'm like, for me, I I was bullied most of my high school years. And it's emotional. And I started getting depressed. Okay. And I started getting anxiety. Mm -hmm. So before a big speech in English or something... I, I'd get anxiety and I'd have a panic attack. And then all my white friends are like, Lisa, calm down, it's okay. Because they understood. Exactly. And then my black friends like, Lisa, anxiety. What, I, the, what are you talking about? What are about? you talking about, bro? You're just being scared. You're just being a wuss. Yeah. And I was like, guys, it's something it that's inside of me. And you know what? Because, sorry to interject, because they can't now see this anxiety you speak mm. of. For them, they deem it now. Mm. They want you to first bleed, then they can attend to you. For me, I even, like, after doing the speech, I would shake, and then I'd pass out. And that's when they started helping me, like, oh, Lisa actually needed help. I'm like, yeah, I said I I was having a panic attack before the speech. You guys said I was being scared and made me go up there anyway. Mm, mm. And then I fainted and now now you only now you realizing. Want yeah, now you only realizing. That's the bad that's the bad side about um having to grow up with different you know, um, um kinds of people. Mm. People who only want to acknowledge your pain by having it visible. Mm. But you know the funny part is when they also go through the very same thing, they want you to acknowledge them. Yeah. When they have a panic attack, they're like, yo, Lisa, I don't know how I'm feeling this, but I'm feeling this, this, this. And, and you I'm know. Like, and I know the feelings. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's a panic attack. You got anxiety. And they're like, nah, anxiety. Nah, nah, can't ah, be. Can't nah. be. You know what? Let me just drink water. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, water's not going to help you. You need to calm down. You need to just be still and count five things around you you can see mm. think about six things you're able to taste around you mm. think of eight things you know you've, you have a routine for me my routine was i i would if i was having a speech mm. i would look at a person that's super still mm. and i'd focus on them okay and that or i'd focus on something on the wall okay so that 
I, I acknowledge that I'm by myself. Like, I would remove the world. Okay. Just so that I can focus on that one thing. And it helped me. Okay. It really helped me with my anxiety. And then later on in my high school, I took anxiety tablets because... It was just getting it, out it of was getting out of control where I'd have panic attacks every time I get into a classroom. Okay. So people are like, here's anxiety tablets, take them and then I carry on with my Imagine life. now having to go through life not even know you zone out. I also um struggled with anxiety, selective O C D and um clinical depression as well. And I remember when I was um okay, we've got Sirens, <laughs> please bear with us. <laughs> um, so I would also, I was also put on a treatment, but I only took that treatment for the first, I think two weeks or three of me being in the hospital. Mm. And I just found my way. For me. And you zone out. So <laughs> I, ca- I can't imagine now having to go to classes being you know medicated like that because yeah. those are heavy drugs that and allow are. you to just zone out for me people would talk to me and i wouldn't hear them and i'd be like huh they're like lisa i've been talking to you for like an hour i'm like oh okay and then i'd zone out again it it was the most amazing thing during breaks but when it came to classes i i would you not be able to concentrate. focus I would imagine. not. Like, during breaks, I wouldn't care because it's my friends. <laughs> We're just talking nonsense. So I'm like, zone out, zone mm. in again. But when it came to classes, I'd be there like, so can you please repeat that? I didn't hear a thing. They're like, but Lisa, we've been saying this. Oh, I'm my like, goodness. I can't help it. So I, and then I took concentrating tablets. Imagine. So anxiety tablets, concentrating tablets. It, it just didn't mix. And then... After a while, I'd have to take antidepressants. And then after that, I'd need to take energy supplements. Because now your energy is all drained out from all this medication that your body is trying to adjust to. Really? And it just, like, started getting to the point where if I took my energy tablets, my anxiety would hike up because now I have energy. Mm -hmm. So I'd need to take more anxiety tablets. And I was just a really heavy medicated person at school it was people were like lisa did you take your happy pills lisa did you take this (laughs) imagine now you're like the talk of the whole school (laughs) oh there comes the happy (laughs) and people like i used to be known as a person that always brought like light to the school like energy because i'd always have energy because of my energy supplements okay so when there were days when i'm crying they wouldn't understand people wouldn't understand they're like lisa are you okay and i'm like no i just need to cry it's okay like i want to cry Mm, mm, um mm. i I, like i made sure that once a month i would cry just once a month and then after that no more crying until the next month why would you now um have a timetable for your tears Make me understand that. <laughs> it's so that I didn't put a burden on other people. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem that Gogo and you have. <laughs> yes. Okay, continue. Let me it's, hear. It's the burden of putting your, your sadness onto other. And last year, my cousin died. Mm. But I couldn't cry. Because you've already... I, I had my tears. I cried out my tears. And I was like, I'm not crying. And she was close to me. That's oh. the worst part. Mm, mm. So, not crying at her funeral. Mm. I think only 
two weeks after did I cry. Okay. And the reason why I cried that 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 two weeks was because they were it was just clouding me. Like it wasn't my time to cry, but I had to let go of those tears mm-hmm. something, because it something was, was heavy. It was heavy on me. Mm-hmm. It was so heavy on me. So I cried, and people were like Lisa, are you okay? And I'm like, Dude. no. I lost someone, okay? Just and let me like, be. Just let me be. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay, but I, I, I need to deal with it and everything. Just let me cry. After that, they, they, they'd like, put, be careful of what they say in front of me. And then at the time, I was dating someone, mm. and he was so inconsiderate. Okay. Now that I think of it, we went on an outing, mm-hmm. and he was like, at least she didn't get hit by a bus. I'm like, what? Where, like, where do you get all these people who are so mean to you? I don't know. And he was like, uh, and then he also said, I don't want to, um, like, because the bus was moving. And then um, he was like, put on your seatbelt. We don't want you dying. And I'm what? like, dude, I just lost my cousin. Can you just not talk about death? What did in you front say? What was your response to that? I said that. I was like, please don't talk about death. Because like, oh yeah, I forgot. And I'm like, it's over. I hope you said that. No, I didn't. Oh my god! <laughs> I stayed with him for another six months. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but he was very, very supportive. It was only supportive, that one. Supportive, but inconsiderate. Yes, it was only that one incident. But you dealt with it. I dealt with it. I was like, please, you know what? I'm gonna move because after that, I, I was tired of just hearing him talk and talk and talk. So I was like, I'm gonna go and sit by myself. I'll talk to you when we get to the outing. I was like, did I say something wrong? I'm like, he didn't realize. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's okay. (laughs) So I like the whole bus to the trip. I sat by myself the whole bus back. I sat by myself. I was like, I can't sit next to him. And then when we got to school, um, he bought me McDonald's and then ice cream. And then he wrote a letter saying, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, you're forgiven. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Like, he bought me an extra large meal now that I think of it. <laughs> he, so, he McDonald's, so McDonald's is the, is the way to your heart. Yes, food is the way to my heart. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is quite interesting, eh? It is. It's quite interesting to know the dynamics that you had to also go through. Mm. Because you know what's more beautiful? <laughs> they are similar to how I've experienced life. True. Brings, bringing us together uh, much more closer. Mm. Because, you know, your experiences with depression, you know, with OCD. You don't, okay, you don't have OCD. Mm. No, I definitely not. Let me not even give it to you. For you, I think majorly was just depression. Mm. Um, yeah, depression, depression and anxiety and anxieties as well. Suffered pretty much the same day, and how I dealt with with those was, you know, quite different. You know, I had to make sure that I do not lose my mind. Imagine also having to to have a family, immediate family, like children. And having to go to work and still, you know, um, you are struggling with anxieties, you, um, you, have, you are depressed. For me, what depressed me mostly, I think I did not deal with a lot of things growing up. Mm. And um, what also came up was not understanding everything happening around me. 
because I would feel, see, and hear all these things that nobody else would feel. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then I would have to wake up and deal with some of the things that I would be shown. And there I was with um, my husband, who's a full-on Christian, and I'm like, could you please go by HM because we need to call this number that I just had to see now in my Slow down. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? And then um, also being away from, you know, home. Mm. Also, even though I quickly had to grow up um, as early as I could because, you know, having to lose a mother... And not knowing where your father is around the world is the most, I don't know what's the right word, <laughs> without having me to swear. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't even imagine that life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm blessed to have both my parents. And it's, it's a thing now I've gotten so dependent on them where I, I wouldn't know how to, like, it, it would be such a heartbreaking moment girl the minute i lose them girl don't even say it you're not gonna lose them because we're now sharing the same so please don't, <laughs> don't even say it but you know i never got to actually feel um um, um, um that i don't have parents physically even though um i never even had a relationship with Utad, our mm. dad you know um I, I always wanted a relationship with him. I remember. I, if he could tell you, I would send him probably 50 texts in a week. Yeah, no. Prior. <laughs> prior. I'm like, I need to talk to you. You're my dad. You're my dad. <laughs> I remember um, he made a speech um, on my wedding day. He was like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, my, my daughter can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, remember that. <laughs> I think you were so young. I, I think was, you were 11. I was so young. He was like, I even have unread texts from her <laughs> from a year ago. I'm like, what? So you know? And you not, you don't even respond? Yeah, no. I think wanting the idea of a happy home also contributed to me being depressed. Mm. And also... Um, being away from my grandmother who played a pivotal role in me growing up and um, having children and maneuvering life all alone and having all these things that are happening around me that I did not pay attention to, Mm. which I thought were just being silly and weird. And, you know, quite a number of things. Also marriage. My goodness, marriage is such a heavy, you know... um, um, thing on, it, on its own <laughs> beautiful blessing i must say but it also has its factors that can um send you to the bottom of the pit if you do not have you know the the mental the mental strength i always write about marriage and every time i write about because i love writing poems so mm. every time i write about marriage I don't know why, but I always make it sad. Why? Because mom and dad have the most beautiful marriage. No, it's not them. Oh. It's just my image of marriage. Like, I, at the end of the poem, I always write a line of, like, divorce. What? And like, <laughs> Girl. And love for me as well. I like, when you right. write about love, mm. I always, like, how come people say love at first sight but people get divorced mm, at mm, the mm. A blink of an eye and mm. like 
people will read my poems like Jesus. A lot of people have hurt you. Damn. I think I think I think that's the reason why you always because you remember when I gave you a talking of writing fifty happy poems. Yes. Because I read your poems, I'm like, no man. It's <laughs> sad, you know, <laughs> but it's not as depressing as and and, and and gloomy as you make it out to be. I think your idea of um, happiness you've adapted to being constantly sad yeah. because it's what you have known and have allowed yourself to dwell in for the longest time. Yeah. And I remember having to dig you out of that pittery. It's for me, sad. it was the most beautiful yet saddest um, um, days. I remember we took a week yeah. digging you out of there and you did not know I like it. Like, no, child, come out. <laughs> no, like, no. You know, um, for me, having to uh, going back now um, as Umundu, who a person who has healed and is still healing, and to heal someone else mm. fully, healing is support. Yeah, healing is consistency. Healing is not deviating from what you had agreed upon with your ancestors and God when you were happy. Because when you heal somebody, you take up on a, a pact with God and your ancestors. Sure. And that pact is taken on neutral and mutual grounds. Mm. Now, that pact can't change because somebody has made you upset. No. That's why they usually say, don't make promises when you're happy. <laughs> yeah, true. Because <laughs> when you're sad, you're yeah. like, why? I never signed up for this. <laughs> why? <laughs> no. So, um, consistency. Um, healing is understanding that Life is not only about the present. Mm. For me, as a healer, life is about the past, the present, the future, and everything around it. Mm. So when I make my decisions now that I am a healer, my decisions are based from my higher self because Ulolita can change any day mm. because she's human. You know, but the spirits that I, I vessel... They are constant. They have lived in the density of this earth before. Mm. So they know better. They are wiser. Yes. They've seen better. They've experienced better. They're strong ass MFs. (laughs) Not swearing. No swearing. (laughs) No. So I I, I take pride when I take up a client or a patient rather and I start a journey of healing them, mm. as I have with you, yeah. which has been the most beautiful and rewarding experience for me. Um, I'm not saying it hasn't been downs, <laughs> you know, but we, um, we, we, we pay attention to the ups than the downs, because the downs are there to also lift us up, you know. So healing is, 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 is knowing exactly where you are, you know, in your mental state, because you can't heal somebody when your state of health and, and, and mental space is, is down spiraling, mm. you know. So I'm throwing it back to you <laughs> because I think I've taken the ropes from you. That's okay. <laughs> you, were still, you were still going, but I had to just chip in there to, to make, you know, our listeners aware that, yes, you have experienced all of those. Yes, you were there in the pit of pits. Yeah. But, As I said to yeah. my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I, we took you out of there. And I'm not going to give the glory to only Ululita because it's not me. It's her ancestors and God and my ancestors because our ancestors are the same. So I'm not going to say, no, you know what, girl, I heal that child now. <laughs> you know that we are about that. We are about people who heal. But with the assistance, ancestors, we mm-hmm. are now where we are 
in a different headspace, mm. in a different mind space. Mm. Um, it's not where we would like to be, because you know people like things and we 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 we, we yearn for things, but yeah. we can only now want and need where Ilozi requires us mm. to be. Ilozi meaning ancestors, where Ungulungulu God wants us to be. So we are going to wait out um, a process in where now. Um, our ancestors, together with God, are deeming it fit to the journey is coming to a standstill yeah. with with regards to, you know, this chapter you have opened, you are now going ahead to another chapter. 